You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hey, kids, it's already Wednesday. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff happening in the uh, in the world. The uh, Middle East is, uh, well, it's not quite on fire yet, but pretty close. 130 strikes against our military in the last few months, and uh, one of them just recently killed three U.S. service members. Yeah, everything is unstable, and uh, everybody thought that Donald Trump was going to get us into World War III. Uh, not, no, not so much. Not so much. I do want to mention a couple of things. Uh, Joe Biden is finally going to visit East Palestine, Ohio. More than a year later, he's going to go. It's kind of like, you know, if you're, uh, uh, your father leaves you like mine did when I was seven and showed up when he was, you know, 18 or you when you were 18 and gives you a, uh, a graduation card. It's kind of that feeling <laughs> that I get. He's just going to go. He's going to go to East Palestine, Ohio. It's like at this point, honestly, stay in your houses, East Palestine residents. I can't imagine anybody wants the man to be there. It really is the ultimate D word for Richard move. Huh? Yeah, that's what it is. It is a D word for Richard move. Uh, East Palestine Mayor Trent Conaway told uh, Fox News, he said the best time for Biden to visit would be in 2025 when he's on his book tour, which indicates that he won't be winning a second term in the White House. I think that's uh, that's great. But that's the ultimate slight, right? Isn't that the American people? Isn't that how the left treats us? Isn't that how Washington, D.C. treats us? They uh, they want to get uh, $100 billion to uh, Ukraine. They want to get <clears throat> this amount of money to this, these people and this amount of money to these people, but nothing to you. And then just in time for an election, they decide to show up in East Palestine, Ohio. It really is. I mean, the ultimate slide. It just shows you exactly what the ruling class feels about you. It's uh, it's remarkable. It is beyond tone deaf. It is it is beyond tone deaf. It is just it's insulting, is what it is. And I think it's almost intentional. No, I think it's intentional. I'll just go ahead and say it. Uh, also, this is kind of interesting and not a big surprise. Uh, most watched AFC Championship ever. This is pretty big, right? Uh, 55 million viewers tuned in to see uh, the Chiefs and Ravens. And uh, a lot of people are uh, debating whether or not um, the uh, <laughs> the biggest pop star in the world is going to endorse Joe Biden. Taylor Swift. T- Taylor Swift. They're, they're literally debating. Taylor Swift. They, this morning on Morning Joe, they're talking about Taylor Swift's endorsement. And honestly, uh, we're adults on this show. <clears throat> And we're not going to talk about Taylor Swift's endorsement because, honestly, who give a rat's behind? All we care about is saving the country. Seriously. And, and if Joe Biden just thinks uh, uh, an endorsement from Taylor Swift is going to do it for him, then, uh, then I've got some bad news for him because this isn't going to convince the rest of us of what we know, which is the, the United States is under, uh, under siege and we're here to save it. That's it. Yeah. There you go. Oh, uh, by the way, Illinois Election Board announced Tuesday it's keeping uh, Donald Trump on the state's primary ballot. It was an eight-member board. Unanimous ruling comes after uh, its hearing officer, a retired judge and Republican, found a preponderance of evidence shows Trump is ineligible to run for president because he violated a constitutional ban on who's, uh, who engaged in insurrection from holding office. The board, composed of four Democrats and four Republicans, agreed with a recommendation from a lawyer to let Trump remain on the ballot by determining it didn't have the authority to determine whether he violated the Constitution. And that's true. No state does. No state does. So that's another one. A little polling before we dive into the meat and potatoes today. Uh, whopping 60% of Americans view former South Carolina Nikki Haley as, uh, well, unfavorably. Up 9 points in just four months. Is that kind of interesting? And I think a lot of that has to do with getting to know her. 
Yeah, because when you don't just know her, you just think maybe she's an alternative to Donald Trump or whatever. Uh, you know, once you get to know her, uh, you know, your your approval goes down. A civics rail, rolling average uh, tracked 1,000 responses um, and, and showed that, yeah, 60% of Americans view her in a negative fashion. Yeah, Haley was the donor class second choice candidate to former uh, by, uh, uh, former President Donald Trump. Uh, Democrat billionaire Reid Hoffman, co-founder of LinkedIn, paused donations to uh, Haley's uh, PAC. Oh, did you know who else he funded? Uh, e. Jean Carroll's lawsuit against Donald Trump. I thought I should tell you that. Yeah, he, he funded that. He took care of all of that. So I guess you kind of know who uh, whose side uh, he is on. Yeah, yeah. And then there's this today. <clears throat> Tehran warns Biden that if he strikes Iranian soil in retaliation for the death of three soldiers, which, you know, he has to do, the Islamist regime will hit back at American targets across the Middle East, like they've been doing for the last three months. Iran has told the United States through uh, intermediaries that any strike on its own soil would cross a red line and provoke reprisals on American targets in the region. Biden on Tuesday said he had already made his decision. <laughs> But apparently he may have forgotten about it. Uh, made his decision regarding reprisals for the deaths on Sunday, but he would not disclose what it was. Oh, I've got a plan. I'm just not going to tell you. Well, that's pretty scary. I mean, that is really, really, really scary. I mean, that's almost as scary as, you know, the original warning that Joe Biden's administration gave to Iran uh, that certainly scared the crap out of them. No, it actually didn't. There was 130 attacks, and the most recent resulted in three American deaths and 40 American service people injured. What's the message to Iran? Don't. It was very important to send a very clear message to anyone who might seek to take advantage of the conflict in Gaza to threaten our personnel uh, here or anywhere else in the region. Don't do it. What is your message to Hezbollah and its backer, Iran? Don't, 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 don't. You know, it's, it's funny because um, I know that uh, uh, Jimmy Carter is thankful that Joe Biden is a president because no, he's no longer considered the worst president in modern history. Uh, Neville Chamberlain is w looking at the United States right now and uh, Joe Biden and Tony Blinken and saying, man, I was, I was, uh, what I did with Hitler is nothing compared to as stupid as these people are right now, <laughs> which is remarkable. And then we heard, listen, Tony Blinken, Tony Blinken, uh, U.S. Secretary of State, he says that we're the most dangerous position we've been since 1973. I would argue that we've not seen a situation as as dangerous as the one we're facing now across the region since at least 1973. Now this is kind of weird because just last year Jake Sullivan said the opposite. What we said is we want to depressurize, de-escalate and ultimately integrate the Middle East region. The war in Yemen is in its 19 month of truce for now, the Iranian attacks against U.S. forces have stopped. Our presence in Iraq is stable. I emphasize for now because all of that can change. And the Middle East region is quieter today than it has been in two decades. Well, that is kind of uh, strange because uh, in the less than one year, we've gone from that again to this. I would argue that we've not seen a situation as, as dangerous as the one we're facing now across the region since at least 1973. 
Okay. Tony Blinken is now saying that we will respond decisively to any aggression and we will hold responsibility to the people uh, who attacked our troops. That response could be multi-leveled, come in stages, and be sustained over time. Why don't you just give them the, uh, the target coordinates while you're at it for crying out loud. The official would not specify the targets uh, are inside or outside of Iran, but added these are going to be deliberate targets, deliberate strikes on facilities that enable these actions on U.S. forces. I bet they're shuddering in their boots. There have been 160 attacks launched by Iranian-backed militias on U.S. targets in Iraq, Syria, and Jordan, by the way. The various militia groups call themselves the Axis of Resistance, say they are attacking the U.S., force them to uh, end their support for Israel's war in Gaza. That's what they want to do. They want to stop the war in Gaza is what that is all about. And oddly enough, Joe Biden has been saying since 2018 that Donald Trump was the one who's going to start a war. Today, our concern, there's a, for the first time in your career, a genuine possibility of a new nuclear war a genuine possibility of a nuclear war <laughs> okay. you said right. yesterday you've said it again now it's dangerous that the united states has never been this close as close as it is now to nuclear war this is not a business deal this is not who builds the next skyscraper i said as the walls close in on this man i'm worried he's going to get us to war in iran unfortunately i may have been right i don't know what it would have done when this president almost started a full-blown war with iran how many of you yeah, you know, this is the way it is, guys. Everything they say is wrong. Everything they say is the opposite of truth. And right now we're getting into something in the Middle East. There you go. We're going to have to become uh, ungovernable, kind of like those farmers in France. That's what I'm thinking. We're going to have to get on un ungovernable. Uh, and, you know, everything you hear from the administration could be the opposite of the truth. Right now they've got the impeachment of, Mayor of uh, Alejandro Mayorkas in Congress. The man should be removed from office. You know as well as I do the southern border is absolutely open. You are scared. Well, I won't say scared because you're not scared. You're concerned because you are brave and you're ready to, you know, to defend the country. But uh, but we've been told that, you know, the, the, the border is perfectly fine. They're saying the opposite, exact opposite of what's going on. You know what's going on. You know, you've got the president of the United States saying that, uh, you know, or, or I should say, uh, you know, Jake Sullivan saying everything is going to be cool at the Mideast. Everything is cool. But the opposite is absolutely true. It's absolutely true. You know exactly what is going to happen because everything they say is absolutely false. And here, here's the latest. Joe Biden, literally, Joe Biden, the man, I call him President Derpity Do, because honestly, really? And when you just heard him talking about uh, Donald Trump starting a war, listen how lucid he sounds compared to he, with the way he sounds now. He can't even speak now. He, his, his gibberish is so bad, you, you, you think his gibberish is gibberish. All right? Uh, that's, <laughs> that's how bad it is. And, and now Joe Biden is saying that Donald Trump is, listen to this, this is the ultimate. This is the ultimate gaslight. More so than, uh, no, of course the border is closed. More so than, of course, that, that, that Russia collusion was real. Uh, of course that uh, Hunter Biden's laptop was, was uh, a purely Russia uh, a disinformation, all of that. This is the ultimate gaslight. Joe Biden saying that Donald Trump is mentally impaired. By the way, have you noticed? He's a little confused these days. Wow. Wow. If ever I heard of the pot calling the kettle black. Because that's why we can't let, well, um, we cannot let this election be one where the same man who was president four years ago. I caught part of President uh, uh, Putin's uh, uh, yeah. press conference. You could say even this harder than getting a, a ticket to the Renaissance tour or, or, or 
Rip Britney's tour. Yeah, yeah. You know, the Canadian, the, excuse me, the Chinese have a, have a Belt Road initiative. And all this is against the backdrop of our response to NATO's, to Russia's aggression. The truth shall set you free! <laughs> I want to thank my friends, uh, uh, well, Sean Casey and Bruce Elliott at WCBM for putting together that massive and wonderful montage. Meanwhile, here's the reality. Our recent poll with Ipsos found 69% of those polled do not think the president has the mental sharpness to be president. That is up from 43% in May of 2020. Yeah, you see, the American people know it. Do you know why? Because we're not stupid. There you go. We know that the southern border is open. We know that Joe Biden's brain doesn't work. We know that he is stumbling into the uh, some sort of a military conflict in the Middle East. We know that he is the quid pro quo for our enemies like Ukraine and for China. And, and we all know this because uh, we're not stupid. That's it. That's all there is to it. Now, coming up on the show, we've got uh, the border battle. Uh, some very interesting things happening there. Yesterday on Capitol Hill, Democrats made themselves look like complete buffoons, which is not uh, difficult to understand. Uh, one literally said that Donald Trump wants to put alligators in moats at the southern border, to which I said, oh, hell yeah. I think that sounds fantastic. That's the most obvious thing we should do. Put alligators in moats right there along the southern border. It worked in medieval Europe, for crying out loud. I, I do believe it, it probably also works uh, in the fictional uh, uh, place of Mordor. You know, big old, uh, maybe some lava. You could put some lava in there, in the uh, in the moat there. So uh, yesterday they went a little nuts on Capitol Hill, and they ended up making themselves look like complete morons. Uh, we'll get to all of that, and here's the number if you'd like to call in today. 800-922-6680. This, my friends is The Rob Carson Show. I know that everybody's thinking about uh, who they want to see as VP for Donald Trump. Newsmax is doing a, a national poll asking you who you would like to support. People like Nikki Haley, Ben Carson, Ron DeSantis, Tim Scott, and others have been mentioned. Newsmax wants you to know. We want to know who you want. So uh, what you need to do is just text the word event to 39747. That's 39747. The word is event to 39747. They will uh, send you a link for the poll. That is event at 39747. Remember, Donald Trump needs to know your opinion because he's a big Newsmax viewer. I can uh, vouch for, for that because he says that I'm the funniest man on television. Thank you very much. <clears throat> Anyway, just go ahead and text the word EVENT to 39747, and we will be sharing the uh, results on that. A new poll from Nevada. Nevada. If you're from Nevada, it's Nevada. If you are not from Nevada, it's Nevada. I call it Nevada. Well, but anyway, the findings of the other another poll might uh, that might uh, be in time for former South Carolina and pre uh, governor and presidential candidate Nikki Haley to call it a day. Uh, apparently, Joe Biden, or I should say Donald Trump, uh, shows 59% support of uh, Republican voters in Nevada, uh, compared to 40% who would uh, choose Haley. So a 20-point uh, margin there for Nikki Haley going into the uh, Nevada uh, caucus, or I should say primary. A uh, new morning consult poll shows that uh, Donald Trump is leading Joe Biden, even though he has no chance of winning. 
Sure, you keep telling yourself the guy who won 99 out of 99 counties, the largest number of votes in all history in New Hampshire, ahead of Bernie Sanders and others for the first time in 50 years taking Iowa and New Hampshire, but he has no chance of winning even though both of his victories have been historic in history. Which means it's historic, you know. Anyway, uh, the uh, the poll says here that Nevada, Trump by eight. Georgia, Trump by eight. Uh, Wisconsin, Trump by five. Michigan, Trump by five. Pennsylvania, uh, Trump by three. Arizona, Trump by three. North Carolina, Trump up by ten. Up by ten is what's going on there. Joe Biden, you know, and, and it's irrefutable at this point. <clears throat> Joe Biden is an open border president. Joe Biden said when he was running for president, he was going to open the border. He said it during debates. He was going to, there would be no deportations. He was going to allow an, a wholesale invasion of the United States of America. There's no going back on that. You get it. You've suffered through it. You've seen the results of it. Chances are you know somebody who has a family member, if you don't yourself, who has died of a fentanyl overdose. Maybe you live in a, a sanctuary city that's being overrun. Maybe you live in Chicago. Maybe you live in San Francisco, where, by the way, London Breed is facing a real threat for re-election because even she sucks even too bad for idiots in uh, San Francisco. Even Democrats in San Francisco are not dumb enough to re-elect her. So you got all of this uh, going on. And then Joe Biden says yesterday outside near, uh, you know, Marine One, that all he needs is the power. All he needs is the power and the money. He could close that border down right now. What's he trying to get at? Well, I have a funny feeling what he's going to try and do is stem the flow of illegal immigration before the election, then open it right up. And that should be fairly obvious to all of us. Here's the president yesterday. Give me the power is what he says. Give me the border control. Give me the people, give me the people, the judges. Give me the people who can stop this and make it work. Right. You have ordered all of those people to not do their jobs. Give you the border patrol. You've give, we've, you have the border patrol. You're the one who is not allowing them to do their jobs. Your people are the ones who are saying that they whipped Haitian immigrants. Your your people are the ones who say that they're being sent there to basically uh, be daycare workers for these people as they're just allowed to go into the into the interior of the country. We're not stupid, President. We're not stupid, Mr. President. We know this is your fault. And yet yesterday on Capitol Hill, this is hilarious, uh, Democrat Robert Garcia yesterday said that D Donald Trump wanted to do all of these things while he was the president. Donald Trump actually has said that he wants to build alligator moats along the border. That's one of his incredible ideas. Which I didn't know about. And if I would have known about it, I would have said, oh, hell yeah. Another idea that Donald Trump has promoted it's he actually wants to electrify the border fence. Again, I've seen Jurassic Park, and you know, with the exception of Wayne Knight shutting down the grid, it worked pretty well keeping the Tyrannosaurus in. Maybe even put some spikes on the border. That's another job. Spikes on the border, it's not a bad idea. Donald Trump and MAGA majority border. Remember they put the razor ribbon uh, outside on the fence outside of uh, Capitol Hill after January the 6th, that razor ribbon? Idea. Another idea, which I'm not sure how, how well it would go, is he wants to actually bomb northern mexico with missiles oh i'm down with that that's another trump idea and finally i think one of the ones that i think um is the most grotesque what is that is suggestions that instead we should maybe just shoot migrants okay in the legs as they cross the border no no joe biden said that about what police officers should do when uh, criminals are coming after they just shoot them in the leg so once again the donald trump and maga plan 
is alligator moats, bombing northern Mexico, shooting migrants in the legs, and electrifying the fence and putting spikes on them. Okay, I'm, I'm still trying to find out something I disagree with. <laughs> Coming up, uh, Donald Trump refuted that story a long time ago because it comes from a book by leftist authors from the New York Times. We'll get to all of that in your phone calls, 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hey, guys, it's Carson. If you know me, you've known that I've uh, undergone quite a physical transformation in the last couple of years. And you can elevate your everyday wellness with the number one meal kit for clean eating and discovering new gut-friendly, healthy recipes every day. Choosing Green Chef means choosing real wholesome foods that don't just fill you up, also support a healthy lifestyle. It's more than just satisfying your hunger. It's about feeling good with every bite. Every nutrient-dense, science-backed gut and brain health recipe developed in partnership with registered dietitians that improve digestion, reduce bloating, also boost energy and immunity. I used to spend a lot of time wondering what I'd be eating for the next lunch or dinner with Green Chef. I already have a a finished selection of healthy meals to choose from so I can focus more on the rest of the day. Now's your chance to save money, discover an easier life with prepared healthy meals in your fridge. Go to greenchef.com slash 60 Newsmax to get 60% off. That's greenchef.com slash 60 Newsmax. You get 60% off plus 20% off your next two months. Get your time and health back with fully prepared healthy meals at greenchef.com slash 60 Newsmax. Use promo code 60 Newsmax to get 60% off plus 20% off your next two months. Greenchef.com slash 60 Newsmax. So once again, the Donald Trump and MAGA plan is alligator moats, bombing northern Mexico, shooting migrants in the legs, and electrifying the fence and putting spikes on them. There you go. That, that is, is the Donald Trump. That's a Donald border. Trump plan for the uh, southern border. According to uh, Democrat Robert Garcia, <laughs> yesterday in the Alejandro Mayorkas impeachment uh, hearings, which will ultimately not result in his expulsion because there are so many swamp-dwelling uh, uh, human pieces of fecal batter in the Senate that won't allow it to happen, even though the American people are saying enough is enough is enough. Now, the problem here is that uh, the story was... Uh, was uh, refuted, actually. And here is the story uh, from a couple of years ago when the claims in a book by the New York Times, some New York Times authors, said that uh, Donald Trump wanted to do all the aforementioned. Okay, it was a lie. President Trump blasted a report published in the New York Times Wednesday, which detailed some of the president's reported recommendations to stem immigration. According to the Times article, the president allegedly suggested in March they shoot migrants in the lakes to slow them down and also reportedly talked about fortifying a border wall with a water-filled trench stocked with snakes or alligators. Yeah, I still don't have a problem with the snakes or alligators. Adding he wanted the wall <laughs> electrified with... Nobody would ever get in that water, by the way. If there were snakes in that, nobody would get in it. Bikes on top that could pierce human flesh. Never said it, never thought of it, and I actually put out something on social media today I said, I'm tough on the border, but I'm not that tough. His Twitter post goes on to say, (laughs) the press has gone crazy, fake news. The report elicited a storm of online comments, some condemning the media, others criticizing the president. The authors of the Times report also wrote the book Border Wars, Inside Trump's Assault on Immigration. There you go, Trump's Assault on Immigration. 
So uh, you just discredited everything that uh, the uh, the uh, representative said yesterday about Donald Trump wanting to put alligators with boats in it. It's unbelievable. They're so desperate. Honestly, the Democrat Party is so desperate. And and uh, they've lost all credibility whatsoever. I told you years ago, I said that the, uh, the Democrat Party was morally and intellectually bankrupt. It's worse than that. The Democrat Party is no longer... And I don't know if it ever has been a force for good at all. When you when you add everything up with what the Democrat Party has done to you and me, open border, uh, uh, sanctuary cities, defund the police, burning down and sacking the United States of America, kneeling during the national anthem, uh, you know, teaching your kids to hate each other because of uh, race, uh, uh, convincing your four year old daughter that she can be a boy. I can go on and on. Honestly, that's your Democrat Party, and if you're still, you know, if you're still with the uh, the Democrat Party, then you're insane or evil. One of the, or just completely unplugged, insane, evil, or unplugged. One of those three things you are. Could be all three for all I know. But uh, here is uh, Jim McGovern, another Democrat yesterday. Despite all of the evidence of at least 10 million people coming across the southern border, the countless stories in places like New York City and, uh, and L.A. And, uh, and Chicago of people being displaced by illegals, this man steps up and says the border is not open. Mr. Speaker, let me set a couple of things straight. Uh, the border is not open. Now, maybe uh, some people think it is because my Republican colleagues every day for the last two years have come to the floor screaming, the border's open, the border's open. The border's because the, uh, the border is open, you see. The border's open, but the border is not open. And that is no, the, the border is open. Just a fact. And today there are approximately 38,000 people in immigration detention which is 4,000 more than what DHS is funded for and roughly what the Trump administration averaged in fiscal year 2018. The Biden administration has also significantly increased removals in ways that many on our side of the aisle are concerned violates due process. Since the end of Title 42 last year, the Biden administration has removed or returned to Mexico close to 500,000 individuals. The total is nearly equivalent to the number of people removed in all of fiscal year 2019. And everything he just said there is a complete lie. Just thought you should know it. Everything he just said was a complete lie. Because if the Remain in Mexico policy hadn't happened or hadn't been removed, then 10 million people would not have come across the southern border. It is honestly uh, laughable if it weren't so bloody serious. Uh, 26 AGs are saying, these are attorneys general, by the way, the ones who aren't bought and paid for by uh, George Soros. Uh, more than two dozen uh, Republican attorneys general sent a stern message to President Joe Biden and his borders are, Department of Homeland Security uh, Director Alejandro Mayorkas, uh, if you're not going to enforce the law at the southern border, then get out of the way so Texas can. I like the sound of that. I like the sound of that a lot. The letter spearheaded by Iowa AG Brenna Byrd and signed by 25 others and the GOP leaders of the Arizona legislature. What? Arizona? I thought that was run by Katie Hobbs. Uh, Monday's six-page letter also comes after the Biden administration's release Friday that December set a record with more than 302,000 migrant encounters at the southern border, part of a staggering and record-setting 371,000 overall encounters nationwide. But don't worry, there's no, uh, the border isn't open. The border isn't open. That's how little they think of you. They think you'll fall for propaganda. If, if a Democrat says there's no open border, that you'll suddenly uh, look the other way to all of the facts. 
that's usually what they expect. Uh, Speaker uh, Mike Johnson says that um, the pending border deal, uh, illegal crossings must be at absolute zero. No more. Uh, yeah, so he's saying that basically this has to close all together. Um, Joe Biden, by the way, in the last couple of days, has said suddenly we have a crisis at the border because it's an election year, guys. They're going to lie. They're trying to kind of try and convince you that all the destruction that they have caused doesn't exist. But you know the opposite. Mike Johnson said, finally, it took three years for the Biden administration to admit there's a crisis at the southern border. It's not just a crisis. It's a catastrophe. Mike Johnson has made it clear where House Republicans will draw the line on any agreement dealing with the border, allowing illegal crossings. Any border shutdown authority that allows even one illegal crossing is a non-starter. So we'll see what happens. It sounds like maybe... Maybe they're listening to us, but you know how the Republicans are generally. They, uh, they um, always disappoint, don't they? <laughs> they always disappoint us. This is, um, well, let me see, Corey Mills, Representative Corey Mills, was talking to Matt Gates, and I got some great Matt Gates audio coming up about uh, the January the 6th pipe bomber. Corey Mills uh, is, uh, is concerned about the money that's going to Ukraine. And we all know that one of the contingencies for a border uh, deal is that Ukraine gets all the money they want. And here's what Corey Bills had to say about uh, where the money's going in Ukraine and, uh, and the southern border. Even back in December of 2022, Marjorie Taylor Greene put a, 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 something on the floor, which is an HR inquiry, to do a 100% audit on Ukraine. We said that that was our actual benchmark. Before we talk about any further funding, I want 100% audit of this thing. No one wanted to do it. The reason why, that $40 million, that's a lot of money. But I guarantee that is a thumbnail sketch of what it will actually be when we see the real audit here. When you talk about how... Why don't we have an audit yet? How many people Zelensky has gotten rid of for corruption? When you start talking about the procurement arms that are civilian and private uh, procurement arms like Spetsno Techno Export and Yukarampram Prom, all these others who are basically taking some off the top and giving it back to the officials. That we can't... That isn't going to happen in Ukraine. Ukraine is not corrupt. I have to acknowledge $100 plus billion dollars. Imagine if it's a fraction of that went to our own border. And that's why I am not going to tell the taxpayers, if they try to lump these bills in, that you have to spend your money. You have to spend your money to secure another nation's border in order to secure your own. I won't do it. No more money to Ukraine. No more money to these foreign wars. Secure and put America first. Invest in our industrial base. Start decoupling away from China. Recognize our adversaries. And let's get Trump back in the White House. Yeah, I think that would probably do all of those things, wouldn't you? Yeah. Denver's migrant crisis has reached a breaking point. 40,000 flood into the Democrat-led sanctuary city. Tent camps popping up on sidewalks because shelters are overwhelmed. And, and by the way, you, you guys who live in big Democrat enclaves like New York City and like Chicago, they don't want to stop the illegals coming. They just want more money from the federal government. They don't care if it inconveniences you. They don't care if it wrecks your life. They don't care. Uh, for those of you who live in inner cities, they've already looked past you. You you are no longer their concern. All they care about is a crop of new voters who can't speak the language, who is who are completely uh, uh, completely dependent on the federal government, and they'll vote Democrat. That's it. You're an also ran. You don't even know that the government broke up with you yet, do you? <laughs> you don't even know. You haven't even gotten a, like a text saying, "I'm not. I don't want to see you anymore." <laughs> 
the Democrat Party has moved on. You're already toast. Listen to this. So uh, a deprived Boston community has been left on fire after the governor of Massachusetts requested a vital rec center to house the surge of migrants arriving in the city. Democrat Maura Healy uh, was accused of treating the Roxbury neighborhood like garbage after she locked residents after the, I guess it's the Melnia ACAS Recreation Complex, less than 40 hours notice. She insisted it was needed to house the new, new arrivals. She got all these poor black kids who normally go down to the old uh, Roxbury uh, neighborhood uh, 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 CAS Recreational Center and uh, in the governor without telling anybody just said now nah, we're going to put uh, we're going to put illegals up in there so you go go do something else go you know go join a gang or something oh my god it's fantastic you you're really putting us in a bad situation resident rodney singleton told her at a public meeting and it's not fair the neglected facility now listen to this so this this uh, inner city uh, rec center has been neglected for years all right, and the kids who play there, you know, they go there and they play there just because it is. But but suddenly it's become a migrant facility, so they're doing a five hundred thousand dollar makeover. <laughs> wow, this is so tone deaf; it's not even funny. The neglected facility will receive a makeover worth five hundred thousand dollars to make it fit for one hundred and twenty-five families that are expected to move in. Yeah, so so it was a crap hole when it came to the kids who live in the neighborhood, but when they decided to put illegals in there, then they decided to spruce it up. Wow. Wow. Uh, Hassan Ahmed, a Boston United track and cross country, said the decision had left his program instantly homeless. We come in and folks at the front desk were like, just wanted to let you know, today's your last day. We were told our permit was revoked and we were out. State officials had predicted the migrant crisis could cost Massachusetts $915 million this year. Yeah, and, and then there's a Boston's airport, yeah, where 216 migrants are sleeping uh, beginning in January. That's what, that's what your Democrat Party's doing to you. But all of a sudden, Joe Biden, you know, is very concerned about the, uh, the migrant crisis. Denver as I said, is completely screwed. Encampment cluttered Denver migrant crisis has reached breaking point after 40,000 people flooded into the city. Denver's progressive mayor, Mike Johnston, now predicts the city will have to use 10% of its yearly budget on illegals. And will also need an additional $100 million to provide them with housing, schooling, and health care. It comes as Denver Public Schools saw a quick uptick of 3,000 immigrant children, mainly from Venezuela. And what does that do for the kids in those schools? It slows down everything for, for them. Because you've got kids who can't speak English suddenly in classes with kids who do speak English. And they've got to slow down everything. I speak from experience. Because I lived in Maryland and my, my kids went to what they call a, an impacted school where they are crowded with illegals who don't speak English. Everybody slowed down. And when we moved to Kansas, I was assured that Maryland schools were the best. And then I found out that my daughter was doing math and reading at a third grade level when she should have been doing it at a fifth grade level. So there you go. As a result of rampant overcrowding, the streets of Denver now flooded with tents. One business said there were 200 on their street, meaning that patrons weren't even able to walk inside the door. When folks arrive at our city, we want them to have the ability to work. If they, if they uh, have work authorization, when they arrive, they can get to work and support themselves. That's according to Mayor Johnston. Well, what does that happen? What happens then? Oh, well, they work for less money because they're here illegally. And then people who live in Denver are going to be shoved out of jobs. There is that. And finally, and we're going to move on because, you know, 
There are other things to talk about, including uh, another uh, Democrat who hired her boyfriend at an exorbitant salary. Uh, this time, Cori Bush, a congresswoman who's really down with defunding the police, but paid her boyfriend a whole hell of a lot of money for protection. But thankfully, she used protection. Texas Governor Greg Abbott delivers a warning to sanctuary cities. Be careful what you wish for, because you might just get caught. Texas has apprehended over 102 migrants to sanctuary cities. Overwhelmed Texas border towns should not bear the brunt of Biden's overboarding uh, policies. Our transportation mission will continue until Biden secures the border. So if you think that things are bad in Denver now, if you think things are bad in uh, Chicago now, or uh, or in New York now, they're going to get a whole lot worse. And there's nothing that Joe Biden can do about it, because... Uh, he created the crisis. All right, let's take a break and come back. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. Coming up, we're going to talk about the... Uh, he's like a... Uh, Fonnie Willis to the revenge. Corey Bush in trouble because she hired a boyfriend to uh, provide her protection, uh, security detail. Paid him a lot of money, uh, more so than most who are actually qualified to do the job. And it's because, uh, I guess, he was probably providing her with some goods and services on the side. So we'll get to that very shortly on the show. Um, do you have a uh, jumper cables in the back of your car do you have a spare tire on your car do you have a AAA membership do you have uh do you have extra water just in case you know you, the, the taps run dry for some reason do you have a generator or do you have an emergency medical kit oh you don't oh you think that maybe an emergency medical kit is uh, band-aids and neosporin no you're wrong uh-uh you're wrong because uh, they will be the least of your concerns if uh, an upper respiratory virus comes into uh, the country like it did i don't know about three years ago and, and your pharmacy closes down, as so many are doing, you need to consider this uh, emergency medical kit from the wellness company. I got it day one. As soon as I found out about it, I ordered it. Dr. Peter McAuliffe, one of the most censored physicians in American history, he was the man who was saying, hey, I think hydroxychloroquine works. It worked in India, wiped out COVID, and he was shut down by the American medical establishment, the CDC and the HHS. So after all of that, after the government tried to ruin him, he said, we're never going to do this again. We're going to create the wellness company. And you can order an emergency medical kit for you and your family. That is, it fits your needs and your health concerns. All right? So you'll fill out a little uh, questionnaire online. They will design a kit around your medical needs and requirements and send it to you right away. Things like z in case you, uh, you have, uh, you know, an upper respiratory infection, or amoxicillin, the antibiotic, or hydroxychloroquine, or ivermectin, the two meds that could have worked very effectively and worked really, really effectively on me, unvaccinated Carson, when I got COVID after going to New York City, the most vaccinated place in the world. So all you need to do if you want to get this kit is go to twc.health slash Carson, twc.health slash Carson, and you get 10% off. Get this. Have this. All right? TWC.health/Carson for your emergency medical kit. By the way, a convoy protesting migrant crisis is uh, headed towards the southern border. Convoy protesters, you won't see this on the, on the news because they won't cover it. Uh, calling themselves God's Army, making its way to the U.S. southern border. Organizers having an ambitious goal of attracting 700,000 people. 
or more to shine a bright spotlight on the Biden administration's lax immigration policies. It says, to the naysayers, we are just ordinary citizens, farmers, ranchers, retired police officers, not crazy conspiracy theorists. According to Kim Yader, an organizer for Take Our Border Back, she told the New York Post, it will be a peaceful assembly of Americans of all political classes and all ethnicities. You'll recall, a couple years ago, we tried the same thing they did in Canada. And, and truckers from around the country drove to the U.S. Capitol. And the, the police, the D.C. Metro Police, kept them from exiting. We could not protest in Washington, D.C. Have you heard of any protests in Washington, D.C. since Joe Biden took office? Have you heard of any conservative gatherings other than, I guess, the March for Life? They actually pulled that off. Otherwise, after Joe Biden was, uh, was elected, for a year, there were no, no protests allowed. They brought in the National Guard. They put them up in garages. And there were no protests allowed. And then when they finally decided the truckers were going to go to Washington, D.C., the police kept them from exiting. And then we found out that what they did in Canada by arresting, by, uh, by uh, maligning, by taking away bank accounts of truck drivers was unconstitutional. I say Godspeed. Let's take a break and come back. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. All right, guys, so hour number two, Corey Bush hired her boyfriend, now husband, to handle her security deal. Sounds a lot like Fonnie Willis. The E. Jean Carroll verdict may have been destroyed by her appearance on MSNBC. And Thomas Massey confirms yesterday the January the 6th pipe bomb story is real. And it looks like the Capitol Police were involved. That's coming up. For listening to today's podcast, you can help by clicking the sponsor links in the show notes and take advantage of some great discounts available only to our listeners.